just this burning desire that I have to always be something better than I was the day before. Also to be able to get out and have a positive impact on people. One of the ways that I'm able to do that is to go out and try things and learn and then go back and teach it to other people, give it back in a sense. And for me, that's a driving force every day and that, that doesn't go away. Words of encouragement that I would have for anybody <laughs> facing challenges in this sport in life period is just to trust the timing of your life and not necessarily compare it to someone else's, but just trust that you're where you are and you're exactly where you need to be at that time. Learn everything you can where you are because that's what's gonna get you ready for the next level. So just enjoy the journey, but trust where you are right now. Awesome. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. Look, I have this suit on because I'm tired of wearing sweatpants. I live on Zoom all day because of work and I've been feeling so presidential. But you know what? If you want to keep supporting me, two platforms you have to go to Instagram, CVMK33, and the YouTube page, YouTube at CV Space K. You can listen, subscribe. Let me know you're out there, support, comment, and where all podcasts are heard, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever and however your cup of tea is, we are there. I have an amazing, an amazing episode featuring Brittany Campbell, an amazing <laughs> fitness influencer. She has won in fitness bodybuilding contest. I wanted to reach out to her because, first of all, I'm probably not the guy. I mean, I, I think I do have a, a decent body, but, you know, when it comes to fitness, you need to hear from the subject matter professionals. I reached out and she acquiesced and decided to come on the show. So I'm super excited about this. So Brittany, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Um, we're just uh, getting over our winter storm here in Texas. And so life is kind of going back to normal. Today was a really good day. It was sunny outside and getting some sunlight. So I'm on top of the world right now. I'm very, very happy. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I have family uh, in Texas. I know, you know, they were hit extremely hard. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is something. Um, it's, it's crazy here in Chicago. We have had like a month of just ridiculously cold weather. And today it got to like 40 degrees, you know? So like for us, this is springtime. So <laughs> I'm super excited about this. So yeah. let's start it off. How, how did you stumble? Okay. Cause I always say there's, there's people who think they work out. Okay. There's people who actually work out. True. There <laughs> are there are fitness individuals that are really about that life, right? And then there's mm -hmm. the next level, which I place you on as far as a bodybuilder. And and I said there's a separation. Like it's it's the same, but it's not the same thing, right? Like <laughs> how did you get to this point that you you just knew like I wanted to be a bodybuilder? Like what what got you there? None of this was in my plan. Um I I've always been athletic, always been into sports. Um went to college um on a tennis scholarship joined the military, served as a commission officer, got stationed here and was um, in real estate investment in, in the army at the same time. I was introduced into bodybuilding. It was suggested to me. Um, there was a young lady who was a bodybuilder herself and she was so persistent. Her name is Jade. Uh, she just got married, by the way. Congrats to her. 
um, she uh, she was just so persistent. She was like, Brittany, you got to try this. You got to try this. And I was like, eh, maybe next year. And from the day that I decided to do it, I was on stage six weeks later winning my first show. That was in 2013. And I've been doing it ever since. Oh my God. So basically for the last eight years, first of all, thank you for your service. <laughs> Before we go any further, yeah, yeah. Um, so you won, like you entered into a contest. What gave you the courage? So like, I'm a, I watch, so I get up super, super early, right? I'm up yeah. about 4, 4.30 in the morning. You know, I have Arnold playing in the background. I'm listening to uh, Blue, uh, Blueprint, but it's really from the documentary Pumping Iron. That's what it's yeah. all about, right? And oh, I can yeah. hear him in that thick German accent. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? I'm just trying to get inside the, the psyche of this person. But also the confidence to stand on stage. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot of times, not throwing any shade, a lot of people take, you know, photos they put on Instagram. But, you know, holding the stomach in, they got it to the side. You know, it's got the filter on. Yeah, so you really yeah, know. Yeah. But when you're on stage, there's no filter, right? Nope. Like you either <laughs> you are there or you're not there. What gives sure. you the confidence to do that? Confidence comes from the work that you put in. I worked extremely hard. Um, I would go to bed at night thinking like this. If anybody outworked me today, they deserve to beat me. But I made that so hard. I mean, I I really pushed it. Um, I did have a coach and it was like anything that was on the paper for me to do, I tried to do and overachieve. The confidence just came from how hard I was working. And so I just felt like, look, if, if you outworking me, take your first place. But let me see who you are. And that didn't happen. I got first place. And so I've been competing ever since. <laughs> and I've just reapplied that principle. The harder I work, the better my outcome will be. And um, I've been fairly successful. So the harder <laughs> I work, the better the outcome will be. That's amazing. Yeah. So how do you take take us down uh, the path? Because I think, you know, hey, look, and, yeah. you know, there's always this rush. I saw it today in the gym, you know, like people I haven't seen in the last two, three months just showing yeah. that they were just warmer, right? Like the rush to get back into the gym, the yeah. rush to, you know, amp it up, even though you've totally ignored the fall and the early onset of the winter. And now yeah. you have your, you know, special diet tea and, <laughs> and you're trying to detox Tell oh, us yeah. about really what it takes to get that look so that there's not this mistake that you can just go and get a magical formula and then it'll all just happen. So one thing I like to tell people, yeah, I've been competing, I get what, eight years now, right? So people say, well, how long is it going to take me to look like you? And I say eight years. That's how long it took for me to look like me. Meaning when I did my first show after only preparing for six weeks, it looks nothing like I look today. It's just been a consistent effort over the years that has culminated in, you know, the physique that I have today. It's just been consistent work. And I believe anybody, like whatever your goal is, you can achieve it. You just have to be willing to put in the time. Now, had somebody told me in the beginning, it's going to take you eight years to look like this. Maybe I wouldn't have done it. Right. But the time passes. I kept doing the work and that's why I am where I am today. And so it's just taking those small steps forward every day until you get to your desired result. I love it. I love it. When we talk about taking those small steps forward, how do you deal with uh, when somebody comes to you and they say they might not have the, uh, um, I don't know what the best way to say it. They might be intimidated by the culture in the gym. I've heard this. I've heard this uh, not from just women, but from men either. They think like, well, because, you know, I'm maybe not used to working out or they don't know how to operate the machines. They don't want to get embarrassed. How do you coach them through that that difficult uh, time for them? 
I, I encounter that a lot. Um, when I'm working one on one with a client, I'm with them the whole time. And so I think that helps, um, you know, because I'm there with them. They're not on their own. They're not trying to figure it out. I'm there teaching, explaining and kind of holding their hand until they are comfortable and confident on their own. And so um, I do encourage people to try. But if you are feeling like that, that hesitation about going into the gym, maybe try to link up with a, a girlfriend or a buddy um, and if you can hire a trainer, do that for sure. But, you know, if you're feeling like that, maybe don't start out going in by yourself. Go with somebody that's a little more familiar with it. And I think that'll help you out a little bit. Perfect, perfect. So let's talk about diet because everybody, diet is this catch-all phrase, right? <laughs> okay. What do you eat and what don't you eat? <laughs> like what, you know, I, I diet today. Oatmeal, okay. peanut butter, banana, <laughs> scoop of protein. Almond milk, I want to say that was 30, 40 grams. That was meal one, right? I'm up to four meals, so it's 200 grams I try to get in per day. But the diet is so regimented, and it's always, for the most part, the same, unless it's like, you know, Sunday, then, you know, I, I try to cheat as much as I can on the diet. So, tell us about your diet, Brittany. So, this answer changes as my body changes as I age and as I get wiser and more picky in particular about what I put in my body. So what I will tell you is that I eat for goals, meaning um, if I want to be healthier, I eat healthier foods. If I want to be slimmer, I eat more lean foods. Um, if I want to be a little softer, more carbs, it just, it varies. But if I had a, a uh, like a foundation of my nutrition, it's just whole uh, natural food, like the way God put it on the earth. So foods that I eat aren't coming from, uh, machines and, and they're not in boxes, like it's whole food for the most part. And then I just kind of um, play with the amount of carbohydrates that I eat. But um, I just keep it simple. If it has an ingredients label, I kind of don't mess with it. So anything with a label and, and a bunch of words that I can't pronounce, I don't eat it. <laughs> if, like if I can't read it, I'll eat it. <laughs> that's that's kind of my thing. And that's, that's really a simple way to go about it. So uh, you talked about oatmeal, for example, right? When you turn the, the, the container around, all it says is oats. Yeah. Right? But if you like a Pop-Tart, oh my gosh, all the maledextrin and all this craziness. Like, I don't know what that's, I can't even pronounce some of the stuff. So I know my body won't under either. So that's like easy way. If you get on the label and there's something you can't pronounce, leave it. Don't eat it. So, so no Harold's chicken for you, I, I assume. No who? Harold's chicken. There's a famous chicken restaurant on the South Side called Harold's that is uh, no, the worst. No, it's the best tasting food. It's just terrible for you. No, I like to eat food from my own kitchen. I don't trust everybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fast food girl. Um, the quick, easy stuff is not really my thing. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> So talk, so talk to us about, you know, you, you talked about, you know, you were, you're in the armed forces, you know, everybody's yeah. story is unique uh, yeah. as, as a, as a woman. And then as a, as a woman of color, have you ever faced any obstacles in the fitness? You know, cause I don't know, I've never competed. I, you know, I don't know what it's like to, to win these contests. Have you ever no. felt like maybe I was judged unfairly or, you know. That's a deep question. Um, I've never taken it to heart. I understand that people have their biases and the judges in bodybuilding are human and they have their preferences and their biases. And I love me every day of the week. And so this is what I tell people when they're stepping on stage is not to wrap your self-worth up in someone else's opinion of you. And in bodybuilding, at the end of the day, these are people's opinions. 
Okay. And so you just have to be very confident about who you are and what you bring. And then other people's opinions, if they don't like it, all right, bet. I love it. And so here's an example I'll give you. Um, there were two shows that I did fairly close to each other um, in time frame, but they had different judges. And one, I didn't place the top five. In one of them, I won. So I'm okay with it because I'm okay with who I am. And I'm very secure in who I am, whether it's picked in first place or last place. I love it. So I, I think if you go on with that mindset, you'll be okay. But you can never wrap your opinion of yourself up in someone else's opinion. It's not like a foot race where whoever crosses the line first wins. It's very subjective. And um, I think going in with, with a lot of confidence, um, you have to have it. Otherwise, it'll kind of eat you up when people don't pick you. And then you find yourself trying to change things about yourself to fit what they want. Be who you want to be and take that. Take the best version of yourself and love that is what I would tell anybody. I like that. Be who you want to be. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, so I come from a family full of preachers. So like I had to morph out of that like bow because like a preacher's body is pretty basic. You either get, you know, or you get like tall and thin, right? Like there's yeah, only two yeah. roles you can be yeah, in. Yeah. Like, so like, you know, like I, I had to get like out of that and try to carve my own lane, you know. Yeah. So I always, I always joke about my wife. I said, I want to be the world's sexiest preacher, but I'm like, Let's I don't go. know if you can personally do that. I don't know how Jesus would feel about that, but um what what who do you who do you look up to like for me you know uh my inspiration when it comes to comes to fitness and i don't know if i ever meet these individuals um but i do have their their image like ingrained in my mind like if i'm chasing something right it's like is that right and i think everybody says arnold but you know he's one um the rock is another um Mike Rashid, Simeon Panda, like, you know, Michael Hearn, like, these are all, like, physiques that, you know, I think have achieved uh, something that uh, I would like to aspire to within my own physique, right? For you, who, okay. who is there any, like, inspiration that kind of, you know, helped assist in this journey? Are you familiar with Linda Murray? Mm-mm. Mm, you got to Google that. So there, <laughs> she, she goes by the Miss Olympia on Instagram. Um, she, she had the most beautiful, she's still beautiful. Like right now, let me correct that. Okay. She's, she's not bodybuilding anymore. Um, but she brought like this very feminine muscular. It was like, it had a sex appeal. It was strong, but it didn't look masculine at all. She carried herself so well. She's so graceful. And um, she was a really, really big inspiration for me. Uh, But I would say right now, as I'm preparing for contests, I'm just focused on really leaving the mark that I was put here to leave. You know, um, not necessarily trying to mirror anybody or look like anybody or or do things like anybody else, but to leave my own mark um, as Brittany. And and that's that's really what I'm looking forward to. So that's what I do every day. I like that, leaving your own mark, creating your own legacy, right? Yeah, because that's what Arnold had to do, because who did he look up to? You know, he had to kind of create his own wave, and now people aspire to be like him, and Linda Murray did the same thing. I'm sure she had inspirations, but the mark she left was hers, and so that's what I'm trying to do, too. Perfect. Perfect. I Mm -hmm. like it. So so talk to us about that mark. Like, 25 years from now, right? Mm -hmm. What will Brittany Campbell's legacy be? Like, if you had to, like, write out and say, you know, it's going to be this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to run for president. Like, what does that mark look like? Leaving the world empty-handed, meaning everything that I learned, obtained, uh, experienced, I gave it all back. I don't want to leave with secrets um, or knowledge. 
everything that I have, I just want to give it back. And I, and I say that all the time. So I just want to leave here empty handed, knowing that everything I had to give, I gave it. And that that's the ultimate mark for me. I like that. Everything mm-hmm. I had to give, I gave it. Yeah. Um, when you're when you're in the gym, so we all have our favorite playlists. Look, my playlist, I'm gonna be honest, it varies, right? Like when I'm so when yeah. I'm going to my master, you know, I got TDJs going sometimes. You know, yeah. I might have Jamal Bryan. But when yeah. I lift the weights, I make a complete 180, you know, like, and I go straight to, I go, I go straight to walk and block. I go straight to chance, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah. because it's like, when you have that much weight on you, you'd be like, okay, hold on. I don't need, you know, I don't, <laughs> I need something that's going to actually get me to push this thing off me. Right. Yeah. You know, talk to us about your playlist. What are you listening to? <laughs> I mean, I'm like you, like it varies. I, I listen to music to reflect the mood that I'm in. Sometimes if I'm doing certain exercises, I know I need like some heavy bass. I will tell you today I trained shoulders. I was on Pandora on Megan the Stallion station because I just, you know, wanted to feel confident and sexy and, and bang the weights. And so Megan is helping me with that. And that's what I listen to today. <laughs> so tomorrow it could be jazz. Like it, it, it really depends on what I'm training, what I'm doing and the mood that I'm in. But um, sometimes I listen to like uh, a yoga station that's very zen. If I train early in the morning, that's what I listen to. So it varies. But today it was Megan Thee Stallion all day. <laughs> Shout out to Meg Thee Stallion. If you Thank are you. listening out here, I'd love to have you on the show. Shout out to Meg Thee Stallion. <laughs> um, so shoulders. I'm actually hitting shoulders and back tomorrow. I can't wait. Nice. Uh, I'm going to actually go to sleep. Like did I not stay up? Like I'm, you know, I like. I'm not going to say shoulders and back is my favorite. You know, okay. chest obviously is the favorite, but shoulders and back is a, a real close second. You know, like okay. I'll do a double workout early in the morning and come back eating just for shoulders <laughs> and back just because like that look, like that shoulder, you know, like it 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 sets the whole frame. Oh, yeah. So what what is that like for you? Like what, Arnold talked about the pump. What is that like mode? Is it like it's shoulders for me? Like what is that for you? It's, oh. I'm known for my legs, so I guess I'd have to say legs, but my favorite body part to train is my back because I don't have to hold back. Like I can just let it all loose and go. And so it's my favorite body part to train my legs. I have to be a little careful because I don't want them to get bigger. So I kind of have to like tame myself when I'm training legs. So people, I'm known for my legs, but I don't, I rarely post videos of me training legs because to me it's boring because I don't get to go as hard as I want to. I always post training back and shoulders though, because those are two that areas I don't mind growing a little bit. So makes sense. I wish (laughs) I'm trying my hardest to really get, you know, that look and to get my my uh my leg game right. (laughs) I don't know why, like I don't know if I was bored just with like just terrible. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. That's all you can do. You just you just work on it. You just keep going. You just keep going. (laughs) So, so, you know, uh, fitness has evolved. Um, I don't, you know, when it was probably made, you know, extremely popular in the, in the seventies, you know, then it kind of, you know, hit a certain phase and then it kind of went down and then it's been like this, but now I think fitness is, uh, next phase of evolution has really shifted into being an influencer, right? Like now looking good for the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not about contest anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I was listening to Mike Rashid's podcast and Jay Cutler was on there. He said, you know, now he's like, you, it's, it's, a, it's hard trying to get people to compete. 
right? It's like true. on stage, you know, it's so it's no longer about, you know, winning, you know, Mr. Universe, uh, Mr. Olympia. Now it's mm-hmm. about, you know, getting a million followers on the ground, you know, yeah. selling merchandise, you know, <laughs> getting, getting a supplement sponsor, creating your own. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that like, where, what do you feel about that? You know, before we go to for like, what do you, what do you feel as somebody has competed and, you know, you kind of see where fitness uh, was eight years ago and where it is now? Like, what do you feel about the, the industry as a whole? I mean, the content of life has changed and, you know, we have to accept that our sport is going to change and evolve just like everything else. And I think there's room for everybody. If you love to compete, do it. Don't worry about what the influencers are doing. If that's, if social media is not your thing, don't force yourself to do that. Um, I am starting to see the trend, like competitors kind of going more into the influential roles, but you know, do you, it's, there's room for everybody. Um, don't do anything you're uncomfortable with. Um, Cause you know, there's stuff I see girls do on Instagram. You're not going to see me do it. I'll pass, you know? <laughs> so, and I'm a competitor at heart. Like that's Emmy. So I'm going to get on stage and compete. Cause that's what I love to do. But I, I, I accept people for who they are and you know, I roll with the waves and, you know, this is what I'm doing because this is what I enjoy, but I don't feel any pressure to do anything that I don't want to do because I won't do it. So, you know, it's just about knowing yourself and what do you want, you know, but things change and we have to be okay with that, but be confident about yourself and what you bring and with what you want to do. I like it. Well spoken. Is there, is there like um, a product line coming out? Is there like the Brittany Campbell pre-workout <laughs> formula that's going to hit GNC in the next month? I mean, anything of that nature coming down the pipeline? No. And I'll tell you why, because I don't feel that solving a problem. I don't think yeah. that the answer people are looking for can be found in a bottle. I think you need to get up and get moving. I think you need to eat uh, more uh, fruit and vegetables. I think you need to drink more water. And those are things you can do on your own. So I'm not a fan of, yeah. (laughs) So I'm not going to sell a product to you because that's not something I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about you being healthy. I'm passionate about you believing in yourself and being confident. And I can't sell you that in GNC. And so there's nothing in GNC I'm I'm trying to push to you. And, And if you go on my social media now, you don't see products that I'm pushing to anybody. And even clients, when they come to me, they want to know, well, what fat burden do I take? What protein? I don't endorse any product other than get up and do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so, so no, as far as products, I, I, I'm not going to attach my name to anything that I'm not passionate about. Now, if something came along and, and I was passionate about it, it would probably be like a vitamin or something, but not like pre-workouts and all this bodybuilder stuff. It's, it's, it's really not my thing. It's not what I'm passionate about. So I don't want to be associated. Hey, I, I like it. I don't hear it. I don't hear it all. So, you know, I worked out um, at quads. Like, it's a famous gym here in Chicago. And they have, okay. like, pictures of, like, um, who, because who, Serge is from here. Sergio Liver, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's from here, and you have pictures of him and Arnold working out. And it's like, yeah. you know, but you can almost, I won't say smell the supplements in the air. It's a very grungy type. So, you know, you know, so, you know, but that's that's what it is. That's kind of the culture. No offense, yeah. I don't want to get sued. I, I love like perfect, perfect, perfect area, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know, uh, for a lot of times when we would, you know, I hear, especially from men uh, that work out, you know, they're always trying to look for that, you know, that next peel, that next. And it's like, I think it's it's setting up a very um, potentially hazardous, you know, anything or hazardous, you know, hazardous choice that could, you know, end up coming down the line. Yeah. How do we, how do we as a society, um, get people back active 
because it seems like, you know, and obviously COVID didn't help, but it seems <laughs> yeah. like obesity, obesity is the norm now. Like it's not, you know, it's not, you know, it's something taboo. And, you know, I'm all for people loving themselves, but to the point that yeah. now it's like, if you say anything against it, you know, you're body shaming. And we would never body shame anybody. You know, we love yeah. everybody. Yeah. But how, how do we tackle? Because there is, you know, comorbidities. There is things that come with being obese that could be detrimental to your life. How do we tackle that? You start with yourself, um, be the change that you want to see and make sure that you're setting a good example. So that anybody that looks at you says, you know what, I want to make a, a change, but I see this person doing that. Maybe I can do it that way. So start with yourself and just make sure that at all times you're putting your best foot forward and you're setting a good example. And then start with the people in your immediate circle. Um, and it's not about you being intrusive, but be, be, you know, be a beacon of light for them, be an example for them, share what you know. That's why I talk about giving it all back. So if you're connected with me on social media, like, you know, I'm an open book. I don't have any secrets. I can't save everybody. I can't reach everybody, but I can start with myself. Then I can start with my inner circle. Then those people work on themselves in their circles. And that's kind of how it grows. So how do you tackle that? Start with yourself and, and make sure you're taking good care of yourself. And so that you're a good example. I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. What, what do you tell uh, I wrote a I wrote um I wrote a paper back in in college years ago when I had hair, okay. um, and you know the paper was called um, it, the color of obesity it was it was really dealing with black women and some of the reasons why exercise is not really embedded in our community. Okay, uh, you know from hair to the lack of gyms uh, to finances. Yeah. Um, that we, we really see systemic oppression, even in the realm of fitness and the access yeah. to these certain amenities. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you do that? Like if, if, you know, if you're speaking to like a community uh, of, you know, just women of color and we're trying to change the narrative, right. And you talked about starting with yourself and your inner circle. How do you broaden the message uh, of that inclusion to say like, Hey, look, we have things facing us as women uh, that, you know, we need to take care of. How, how does that message correlate? Oh, so um, I, I actually read a paper. I don't know if it was your paper, but I read a paper that said the number one reason black women don't work out is because of their hair. It might have been my paper. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you knew about that, right? And this is a real thing. Like, um, we ain't trying to set out, sweat out the perms. Um, I, me, personally, I would not let my hair stand between me and being the best possible version of myself. And so you probably don't know this, but people that know me know, like, all this comes off when I go to bed. Like, my natural hair, I keep very short because I'm sweating multiple times a day. I want to keep it clean. I don't want to cause damage to it. So um, for me, okay, you're a preacher, so you can help me out with this. There's like, a, what, what's the scripture that's like, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck your oh, eyes pluck it out. Yeah. Jesus Guess said, what? Yeah. If, if your hair is causing you to not be healthy, cut it. Get it off. Buy a wig. Keep it moving. Because you can buy hair, but you cannot buy good health. And that's something mm -hmm. you have to take. And that's just the point I came to. I was like, I'm not going to let this stop me. And so I didn't. I'm not, I don't think everybody will do that, of course, but that that's just an example. Like, don't let anything come between you and being the best possible version of yourself. Nothing that you see as a hurdle means more than you being healthy. So, and that, that's just, I'm at. and I started with myself. I'm not telling people to do it. I did it. I cut mine so I could get in the gym and sweat and not have to worry. And that's where I'm at. 
I like it. We're going to get finger snaps on that one. You can buy a wig, but you cannot buy health. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I put that hairstyle day of the week if I, I'm going to be blind tomorrow, but I'm going to be healthy every day. And so that's what mattered to me the most, more than the hair. And that's where I'm at. No, it makes sense. I mean, I'm bald, so I'm going to have this natural advantage. I just wake up and I'm like this automatically, so I don't have to really do much work. Uh, can, I just, my- can I just stop you right there on the ball? Let me, let me just share this because somebody needs to hear this. The first day I cut my hair, that first shower, filling the water like on my scalp was the best feeling ever. And I was like, I see why guys like going to the barbershop and get like, I've been missing out all these years. I really enjoy having naturally short hair. Like if people ask me about it, I'm like, I'm never growing it back. Like I enjoy it too much. And so just, I just want to throw that out there. Like if so anybody's considering the chop, like you won't regret it. I promise. You won't regret if you get to the job. I like, hey, yeah, being bald. I just said this: being bald is a life of. Without I, I don't go to the barbershop. I don't, you know, it's just it's here. I just have to shave, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's just here, so it just kind of works. I'm enjoying it, and I, I don't see that changing because it feels good. I feel like liberated and cleaner. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to have to shower but not clean your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, no, I, I want. Everything clean, and so I, I'm really enjoying it. It kind of works. It kind of works. Yeah. So talk, talk to us about um, now correlating that shift uh, toward men. You know, okay. I um, I've I've had a few uh, uh, coaches on here, uh, fitness trainers, influencers, yeah. and I'm always hearing about this um, toxic masculinity that sometimes is present, you know, in, in the gym, um, okay. not like competitiveness, just like, you know, constantly, you know, getting hit on and, you know, like I've, I've heard it, you know, and, oh, and, I've heard it, like, and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, you know, like, you know, some guy came to my wife today and I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm literally squatting. I'm like, you know, this is my wife, you know, like I didn't, I don't, yeah. I don't pay any mind because I just laugh it off and plus yeah. you know, his body looked like crap anyway. So I was like, I got nothing to worry about. So, you know, uh, but it's a real thing. I see it, I, especially in Chicago. I see it every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. How, how, <laughs> how should the environment be? Like, right, right. When you're talking to men and especially, you know, you might have, you know, male clients, right? Like, talk to us about, you know, what that interaction should look like versus sometimes how it gets blown uh, into this extreme something that shouldn't be there. I'm gonna get in trouble for this. Go for I, it. What it is. I, I, I'm never going to shun men for pursuing something that they see and they want. Yeah. I'm, I'm not with it. Um, a man that's and and I'm not saying you know um, condone the guy you know talking to your wife like. But if a man is in the gym and he sees a woman taking care of himself, taking care of herself rather, right, right. that's attractive. A woman that takes care of herself, that's that's a big ticket. You know, that's a catch. And so for men going to the gym, I think that's a great place to find a woman because no woman can take care of a man. She can't take care of herself. Okay. So so right. I, I'm not going to shun the guys for that. You know, me, like if you come at me, I'm going to let you know, no, I'm not interested and keep it moving. Um, but I'm not going to shun it. And I don't think that the gym is a bad place to meet people because you have a common interest in your health. And I think, you know, it can work. But, you know, just, you know, let it slide. Like, hey, I'm not interested. Keep it moving. I, I've, I've not seen incidents where, like, 
um, a lady turn a guy down in the gym and it turned into a thing. Just, you know, be honest and upfront. If you're not interested, you're just not interested. But don't shun a man for seeing something he wants and pursuing it. I think that that that's what a man's supposed to do in my book. And I may get in trouble for that, but. That because you live in Texas and Chicago, I so Dion Cole um would say like this Chicago is a real place, right? <laughs> like Chicago yeah. is this is this like something so small that you know, like if they, you if you find somebody attractive, that's who you wanted to approach, you know, whether yeah. they, you sit down or not, whatever, harmless, you know. But in Chicago, like man, that can go south really fast, and you're sitting there, you're like, what is going on? Oh, I was in a gym. Terrible story. And yeah. totally unrelated. But this is how something small can turn into something big. Okay. So film, this is like pre-COVID. So this is like two years ago. <laughs> and um he got guy has his workout bag. And mm-hmm. you know, he has it sitting here, whatever. And another guy, I think he just walks over and trips over a mistake. Right. Yeah. And dude, he raises up. He's like, bro, don't you see my bag here? And he's like, Man, my bad. And then he was like, bro, next time you do something, you know, you better apologize to something. The guy that, or he says it, so the guy that's responding was like, do you want me to go to my trunk? You know, like, you know, something that was completely avoidable. It was a mistake. I mean, nothing happened. Thank God. But all of us in the gym literally paused because we all had to make a decision like, do we leave now? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like before the stupid stuff starts happening. Because because stuff like that happens in the grocery store parking lot. That's true. So, so it's, it's not the gym. It's just, you know, there are aggressive, mean, angry people everywhere you go. I had a guy, try, I thought he was going to try to fight me at the grocery store one time. So we can't put it on the gym culture. I think it's just, you know, people need to work on being better people, period, wherever they are. Work on being a better person. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Right, <laughs> last question. I appreciate you bringing Aww. so much. <laughs> so much for being on here. Last yeah. Question. Last question. So if you could share a message, right? Um, you know, with the world, we're dealing with a lot right now. We're dealing with, we still have COVID. We're trying to get this vaccination going. Uh, we're still averaging high numbers of deaths per day. We've reached over half a million in American lives that have been lost due to this pandemic. We have still civil unrest. I mean, that has pretty much always been the story of America, but it seems like it's just resurged. We just have a lot right going on. Say something, you know, that that people should vibe off of, that they should take and, and take this with them and they can just start the process of getting on the right track, even if it's just health related. Start I'm always going to go back to self. You have to give yourself the love that you need first. I believe that whatever you give out, you can only give out of a cup what you have in the cup. Fill it with love. So that way, when you go out into the world, into all the craziness that we're facing, COVID, racial tension, the only thing you have to give, to dig out and give is love. So you got to keep working on self every day. Work on loving yourself every day, being kind to yourself every day. And then you find yourself in these situations and that's what comes out. Kindness, compassion, love. And I think if we do that person by person, things get better. Because can you imagine if we all made decisions uh, around each other based on compassion, love, empathy, 
You know what I mean? So start with self and give yourself the love that you need. So you're full of love and then you can go out into the world and and share that. Um, That's what I really, really focus on caring for myself, treating myself well, and then treating other people well is so easy. I practice on myself every day. This is just what I do. So when I encounter you, all I have is kindness for you. All I have is love for you because that's what I'm filling myself with. So start with yourself and then take that out into the world and get yourself right before you get out there because it's hard. You know, it can overtake you. It can be overwhelming. So get yourself right before you go out into the world and have to face all the things that we do every day. Get yourself right before you get out there in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're if you're you know, you're not working on self, what are you taking into the world to present? Fill yourself, love yourself, take care of yourself and take that, that love and compassion out, you know, every day. Perfect. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Brittany, where can they connect with you? Where can the people follow you, support you, be inspired by you? Where can they follow you? Instagram, go figure Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. Instagram is my all-time favorite social media handle. I do have my YouTube up. It's popping. It's go figure Brittany on YouTube too. But if you hit me up on Instagram and you're going my bio, it'll link you to my YouTube. So there you're finding like cooking videos, training videos, all of that. I am an open book. If you get a, if you write me, I'm going to write you back. It is me every time. I, I really do make an effort to respond to every single comment, DM, everything. So Instagram at GoFigureBrittany, and then that'll link you to my YouTube. And uh, my Gmail, if you want to email me, is GoFigureBrittany at gmail.com. Perfect. Look, y'all go support Brittany. Please. Get yeah. IG, subscribe <laughs> to YouTube page. You know what's so funny? Subscribing what? and following is free. It shows the person that, hey, look, I saw <laughs> you. I appreciate your content. I appreciate your work you yeah. put in. I appreciate you. It encourages them to keep going. And the coolest thing is, it's free. You want to know how you keep supporting this podcast? Subscribe to the link below at YouTube at CV Space K. You can also follow me on Instagram, CVMK33, where I put up videos not of me cooking because I can't cook. Anything outside of oatmeal is outside of my realm. So I don't cook unless I can open it in a can or somehow read it on a box and it has instructions. That's how I try to figure out my food from day to day. But you'll see some cool videos of me working out and trying to get to my plateaus, like okay. hitting the 405 squat that I've been struggling with that I will get and I will be at 405 on a flat bench within very shortly. I appreciate my guest. Brittany has been amazing, guys. Follow her, connect with her. Until next time, guys. Thanks. Hey, what's up, everybody? You like what you saw? We're entertained. We're informed. We want to keep seeing amazing content. Subscribe at the link below, YouTube, CV Space K. You connect where all podcasts are streaming, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Connect with me. I want to connect with you. Let's enjoy the ride.